Are you ready? Come on! Ladies and gentlemen, now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Introducing the moment you've all been waiting for. Joy, joy, the counts. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, you came in with a bang. Join accounts. I just finished my first cup of coffee. She's lying, it's her second. I just finished my first. Well, forgive me for being a dumb spig. I love you. Yay! Welcome back. All up in your motherfucking area. In your ear canal. Dry humping your ears and busting on your drums. What the fuck does that mean? Welcome back to Join Accounts. This is our legacy. We're happy you can witness and take part. Five years from now when we're divorced, we'll look back and listen to these episodes and... And be like, I hate that fucking bitch. Is that... (laughs) (laughs) I should have known from the start I hated her. Really? You don't think think we'll be the kind of divorcees that go out for brunch and... Why would we get divorced? Hypothetically, baby. I don't hypothetical divorce you. I'm not, I'm not playing that game. I want a baby right now. No! That's my biggest fear. I do kind of want a baby. Not like... <laughs> Where did that come from? Not like right now. But I think I might want a baby. Yeah? I'm just going to drop that bomb on you on joint accounts. Alright, but um... I swear, if we have a baby, we're going to get rid of these fucking pets. No. No. Children need pets. That's that's my condition. This is me negotiating over here. Did you just say children need pets? Yeah. And also, I've had my dog for almost nine years. Fuck your dog. I'm not just going to get rid of her. You can make accommodations. You can make accommodations. I will. You, you let me handle it? Oh. I'm going to get my fucking shit snipped. I'm not even going to tell you. You better not. I'm not even going to tell you. I'll divorce you then. That's a hypothetical divorce situation. If you got... That would be a deal breaker. If you got fucking... I was going to say sterilized. What's that shit called? Infertilized? No. <laughs> I'm a fucking nurse. Oh my gosh. Vasectomized. Yeah. <laughs> if you got a vasectomy without telling me... Yeah. We would have a big problem. So uh, That would be the equivalent of me taking out my IUD without telling you. Yeah, you set me up. But it's a different kind of trap. Like, you take out your IUD without telling me, I feel like the, the, the results are more dangerous than me getting my tubes tied. My <laughs> tubes tied. So Your, your fallopian tubes? Yeah, so my genofallopian tubes. <laughs> so in this hypothetical future where we're divorced and we're listening to these episodes, yeah. you think we'll listen to this episode right here and be like, this is where it all ended? This, is, <laughs> this was the beginning of the end. <laughs> we didn't know it yet. We How really, was your week? It's hard to say. I know. We're kind of like, it's I'm, Tuesday, so. I feel like I'm in transition still. Yeah. We still got boxes. We don't know where the fuck we're putting half of our furniture. We got to sell half of it because it doesn't fit in places. We got a new place that is super cute. I don't think Kervin likes it that much. I like it a lot. Now, what makes you think that I don't like this place? It's just this feeling I get from you. I- I'm starting to like it more. I feel like... You feel like I bullied you into it? No, it was it was like a last resort. It wasn't you. Life, life bullied me into it. Yeah. I'm glad we're in this town, though. I know you are. 
You don't seem to be that glad. It's not the town. It's the price we're paying to live in this town. I know. Which always pisses me off. The idea of, um... Paying a premium to live in a... Yeah. That's a, that's the definition of privilege. Yeah, yeah. It's almost paying like... Paying a premium to live in a, a safer town. I feel like that is the, the best example. Money makes your life better? Not only that, but they also know that they, they're saying, without they're, saying... They're keeping people out. Uh-huh. Right. Without saying it, that's what they're saying. They're saying, we don't want the, any unwanteds around here. And the unwanteds are those poor without people. money. Yeah. And they equate poor people with violence or all these other things that ruin a community. Right. So they know this. This is why they do this. Yeah, I feel like you have a little bit of resentment towards our new town because of that. Yeah, but it's almost like they're, they're admitting that poverty and violence goes hand in hand. They do, though. A lot of people don't like to admit that. Well. A lot of people will say that impoverished communities are, are where they are because of a bunch of other things. That's true. Both things are true. What? What both things? The thing that there's more violence where there's more poverty, but the poverty came because of other things. Like what? Like all the shit that led up to urban areas becoming impoverished and violent. Uh, housing discrimination, job discrimination, all of these things pushed people and disenfranchised people of color and minorities and put them in these towns and cities that became run down because... Our government doesn't give a shit. No. I mean, it's much more complex than that, but there were, there's example after example after example of how our country has been set up to push down, make it harder for especially people of color to advance or to even have a fucking even playing field. That's the whole thing. No. Do you remember that documentary about the housing projects in St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pruitt Igo or something like that? I can't remember what it was called. I know. I remember watching that with you. That That was on one of our Skype dates. Or not Skype, but... Yeah. You were in New York. I was in California, and we watched it at the same time, and we texted each other while we were watching it. That's some cute shit we used to do. I mean, we still do cute shit, because... Of course. That's that's how you keep the love alive. That's how we won't get divorced. So you really want a baby? (laughs) That shit ain't funny. You really want a baby? I'm not saying I really want a baby. I'm saying that there have been times lately where I could see it and a little bit of maternal instinct has kicked in. See, now, I don't know when to trust you. No, no, hear me out. Let me finish that sentence. Okay. If you just cut that sentence there, you know, that's grounds for divorce. Please (laughs) tell me. I don't know when to trust you because... You let cute shit dictate your life. I know. The other day, about... it brings me joy, and I want joy in my life. Of course, of course. But does the good outweigh the bad in this cute scenario? Because babies are cute, but man, do they come with a lot of fucking baggage. But that's neither here nor there. A couple of weeks ago, Megan was talking on the phone with a good friend of hers. Her friend just found out that she was pregnant. And Megan says... Wouldn't it be cute if we both were pregnant at the same time? Wouldn't, wouldn't that just be adorable? I was in the next room minding my business, but when she said that shit, I looked right yeah, at her. Did, did your balls shrink up inside of your body? No. I just couldn't believe that you thought the both of you being pregnant at the same time would be cute. Hell yeah. I, I imagined it. I saw it in my head. 
because she's so cute and I just imagined her pregnant and I'm like, what if we were both pregnant? Oh my God, it's a it, nightmare. It sounded so, I can see it in my head, it's hella cute. But see? And we could experience it together. That's the shit I'm talking about. And we could support one another. I mean, it's too late now. I mean, she's, <laughs> you know, she's pregnant and I'm not. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the individuals providing them. If you are at all offended, eat a dick. So we're going to do stuff a little bit different today. I'm excited. Yeah. So as I'm sure some of you know, we moved. We've only said that like 27 times. Yeah. The mailbag is bursting at the seams. With goodies. With goodies. And uh, we've been busy. We've been unpacking boxes. Kervin's been getting his asshole bleached. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I've been secretly getting my IUD removed. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen each other because we've been res- at our respective doctors. Yeah, secretly our- p- plotting against. It's like that one story where he buys the combs and she cut off her hair and she uh, traded her hair for the pocket watch, but he sold the thing. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No. It's some kind of Aesop's fable. I think I did. Yeah. See, meanwhile, you're go getting your you're getting a vasectomy while I'm secretly going to get the IUD removed, and, and then this shit just, doesn't work. Just cancel out. <laughs> and then we get the divorce. And then we divorce. <laughs> no, we're not gonna divorce. So today we're we're just gonna answer questions and see where it goes because. We got a lot. I like that. I love that. I, I, think, I do too. I think this episode has, has been long overdue. Yes. We got to empty out that mailbag. All right. Let's start from the tippy top, baby. Start from the oldest to the newest. What, is, what do the people have to say? Uh, today we have a question from Mac and Cheese. My man. Your favorite Texan. You know, when I first met that motherfucker. Wait. It's... <laughs> We gotta do that part over because I was gonna say my favorite Texan is Fredosaurus. No, we keeping that right there. <laughs> <laughs> no mac and cheese. We love you. No, definitely. definitely. I don't want you to think that. Uh, I, I, I think you should delete that. No, that sounds so rude. No, it, it, you're, you're being honest. There's nothing rude about that. I don't think you got offended by that. You didn't say anything offensive. I think you'll understand, baby. I don't think so. I love you. He's a grown ass man. But like I was going to say, first time I met that nigga, he showed me his dick. I know. Well, just to clarify, he didn't pull down his pants and say, Kirby, take a look. He showed you a picture of his dick. Yeah, without warning. <laughs> and, and it had jewelry. Like I was like, oh, and I still see it. I can still see it in my head. It's still in your spank bank? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Next time you jerk off, mac and cheese's dick is just going to pop into your head. His and my dick look alike. We're like dick twins. High five, son. You just made, like, at least a couple people on Tumblr jizz their pants, I think. Oh. Anyway, Mac and Cheese said, love the show. Hi, nerdy. Hi, nerdy. I have the same dick as your husband. Oh, my God. Don't be creepy. <laughs> Tell me everything. He said, love the show. Been a fan since day one, dummies. <laughs> Meg, what is an annoying habit that Kervin does that you could live without? Why you gotta do that, player? Why you gotta... <laughs> Kervin, same question. <laughs> Annoying habit? Okay, a habit or thing the other does that you could not live without. Okay. And then he says, Kervin, if we ever hang out, would you want to rub tallywhackers together? The girls can watch or not. Up to them. Mac and cheese out. 
You want to you want to uh, whack your twin dicks together? No, <laughs> no, not even hypothetically. Not even on Skype. Oh my god! <laughs> you want to start? I mean, this is this is treading on you know dangerous territory, Mac. I, I think they want us to get divorced. <laughs> I think so. They want to start a fight. I mean, of course, I think that we have talked about this kind of stuff before, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's going to be any surprise. No. I think of a lot of things that I do that are probably really annoying, but let's 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 be brave. Let's face this question head on. Speak for myself okay. about you. Okay. Um. Kervin announces sometimes multiple times that he's gonna go take a shit. <laughs> like as if I didn't hear him the first time. <laughs> he'll like go do something and then he'll be back to okay. I'm gonna go take a shit now, baby. Like <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to know. And one time I bet him yeah, I remember $20 that he could not go a week without it. And you should have seen how hard it was for him. No, I made it to the day. He made it to the seventh day. I didn't realize that I did that. I mean, I knew I, I did it. I didn't know how bad I did it. I until you had to stop? No, until that one time when I was like probably two weeks ago, I told you. I was like, all right, baby, I'm going to go Scheisenheimer. And you said, you're going to do what? What is it that you're going to do? Because you had said it four I, times. I know. <laughs> but something kept coming up, you know? I know. But, the, but you know what saying, it is? I'm just saying, I don't You're. I don't need to know. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but the, I feel like the reason why I tell you is because sometimes we'll be in separate rooms and you don't know where I'm at. And you'll, like, ask me a question. You'll start talking to me. I can figure it out, though. I know, but, like, to help you out, I'm like, baby, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be indisposed. I'm just going to tell you. You don't need to help me out. I can figure it out. I know that you're in the bathroom. I think I'm still going to tell you at least one time. I'm sure you will. No, just once. I'm not going to do four times. I'm just going to be like, hey, yo, baby, I'll be right back. You don't have to, but you, it's all right. I'm a Scheisenheimer. One habit of yours that annoys me? Is that the question? Uh, That you could live without. Live without. I'd have to say... It's the, you know, just the general leaving stuff around. Yeah. That's you know? what I figured it was. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's time to go to bed, and you're already in the bed, but the Coca-Cola can that you were drinking out of is right there, and something else is over here, and you left the TV on, you just left the room and said, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and I'll come back to the living room, I'm like, all the lights are on, and I'm like, she just left everything where it was. I'll That's, try and work on that. Yeah, we'll make it happen. And then the the second part is uh, a habit or thing the other does that you could not live without. There's a lot of stuff. No. I mean, he does a ton of stuff that I love and appreciate. Um, I could not live without him telling me every day that I'm beautiful or sexy Yay. or, you know, something like that. And it's it's never like a contrived thing. It's it's a sincere thing, and I love that. I couldn't Yay! live without that. I cannot live without... There are ways that you, like, look out for me. I've been so used to doing things for myself. Mm-hmm. I've always had to depend on myself because I hate asking people for help. But uh, I like when you, you can give me a hand. I love I love that. I love, like, I'm on my way home, and I'm like, baby, can you can you start the, the whatchamacallit? So when I get there, it's already cooked. Or like, baby, I got to go to work. Can you take my clothes to get washed? 
Although I do my own laundry, people. It's yeah, just, he does. It's just a one-time thing. Yeah, our dryer isn't working right now. Little things like that. Like, you know, I, I can't live without the way you help me out. I love that. So maybe maybe we won't get divorced. Good. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this next one, it's not really a question. It's like a comment, but a question. Um, this person would like to stay anonymous, but it's this person. Okie dokes. She says, LOL. So my Wait, you should start from the top. What does it say? Don't say my name on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. So my best friend, we've known each other for 18 years. He has always said I'm like his sister slash fam. If I'm like his sister, should he be telling me what his dick looks like and even go so far as to find a dick twin? <laughs> Is this curving a mac and cheese? No, no, and no. send it to me saying, quote, mine looks like this, but this isn't me. I mean, what the fuck? Pretty sure he doesn't show his dick to his fam. He's also told me I'm pretty four times in four weeks for a total of five times in 18 years. She's been counting. <laughs> I don't know my cue because I'm all what the fuck. Okay. So I think she's kind of like asking us. Is this dude into me? Should we be friends? Like, what's happening? Now, from the male perspective, what do those things mean? Because women are always like, what does it mean? Based on what you said, if I were to dissect this, I'd say that's just him looking for ways to stroke his male ego. Okay. I mean, in terms of showing you his dick or, or something that looks like his dick. He's looking for you to be like, oh, well, damn, I right, son, I didn't know you were packing that, you know. He wants to feel good about himself. Uh, Do you think he wants to fuck? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because... That's how I would interpret it. Because think about the, the female friends that you've had for years. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't all of a sudden start doing that unless something changed. Unless all of a sudden you were just like, damn, I want to fuck. I wouldn't, I wouldn't show my dick like that. But I mean, well, yeah, I know. But if, if your behavior changed to where you were suddenly complimenting them or... It's different because sometimes yeah. you can compliment people because you... You know when I compliment people the most is when I'm feeling really good about myself. When I'm having a great day, my haircut is mm-hmm. off the hook, yeah. my shirt fits me well, I'm feeling good, and I try to like spread that love. Mm-hmm. So when I see people, you know, I compliment them on their eyelashes or whatever, you know... Don't so, you dare compliment anyone else on their eyelashes. No, no, fuck those bitches. Fuck, fuck all those bitches. <laughs> I think the real question is, do you want to fuck him? Ah. That's what you've got to decide within yourself. By the way, when he showed you that dick pic, was it, was it off the hook? Or were you thinking, Ugh. Or are you even picky? See, this... <laughs> I mean, you know, some women have a choice. Uh, not a choice. They have a preference when it comes to a dick. They're like, oh, I don't fuck this dick. This dick looks like an anteater. Or I like this dick. It looks it looks like glass. Or this dick doesn't have enough veins. It only's got three veins. Oh, my God. I need more visible veins. I'm going to fuck this. See, I think when I read this question, I thought about the discussions that we've had about can men and women who have the same sexual preference be platonic friends? It, you, you lost me what with I the mean, same sexual preference. Like, like heterosexual okay okay it's so hard for me to answer this because for the longest time i've had nothing but female friends i know i have a lot of female friends i know and you're kind of a different breed you really are you're a different breed (laughs) but to be completely honest my good friends they're all attractive i find them attractive of course so in some you know 
bizarro world, I could see myself fucking my friends. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not saying I would. I know. I'm saying that they this, look good enough. This goes towards my point. I have always been of the, or at least since I've been an adult. I'm not saying men and women can't be friends. Mm-hmm. I am saying, although there are exceptions, mm-hmm. as there are with everything, men and women should not be <laughs> platonic friends, in my in my opinion. Yeah. Close platonic friends. Um, I feel like that says a lot about you than it does about men and women. It probably does. Yeah. Because I have never had a close platonic male friend. That didn't try to fuck you? Or that I didn't want to fuck. But I, mostly they didn't try. That was trying to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I've been able to be friends with them for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. I always think of this one friend I have who... We actually messed around, and we became friends, then we messed around, then we became really good friends for a long time. But then, eventually, after about two years, almost every time we hung out, he told me how much he loved me. Whoa. And wanted to be with me. And it usually came out when he was, like, drunk or something, and we'd be cool all the time. I I feel like that's different, though. Right there, what you just... Because it's not like he wants to have sex with you. He's telling you that he loves you, so he wants... But that's part of it. When you become that close with somebody, when you're not trying to impress them, you develop an intimate bond that opens it up for not just wanting to fuck each other, but having real feelings for one another. Okay. Because see, usually when this topic is brought up, it's always about how men and women can't be friends because they want to fuck. And that might be the first impulse. Yeah, it's never explored further. And make things a little uncomfortable. But I think ultimately, it becomes one of those situations where... You both let your guards down enough because there's not that 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 Pressure. possibility there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a big reason why you and I were be able, were able to connect so well. No. Because we weren't planning on having a relationship with one another. So when you get to know somebody on that deep of a level, it is so endearing, even if it's someone you never anticipated having a relationship with. I think that's why uh, long distance internet relationships thrive so much. And I think that that's why it is dangerous when you are married or have a partner if one of you has a close platonic friend because, you know, when things get bad and they're the person that you talk to and you trust and stuff, it can go too far. It can have an intimacy that should be shared in your marriage and your partnership. And I just... I think that you can have those type of friends, but you have to set boundaries within yourself. Yeah. Like, I still have a few male friends, not very many. Mm -hmm. Most of my, I would say, yeah, I don't really have a lot of male friends. I have male acquaintances. No. But I am not comfortable having close male friends because, not because I think I'm going to cheat or they're going to want to fuck me. I just don't like that that situation. Yeah, but now you change the dynamics now because now you're talking about married couples you know, and their perspective, their respective friends right. of, of the opposite sex. But I mean, in her terms, yeah, single, you know, people, single people, you know. That's what I'm saying. When I was single and my friend was single, all of a sudden I was like, man, I just wanted to be friends. I love, he yeah. was one of my best friends. And, you know, we grew apart because of it, because I felt guilty because I didn't feel the same way. And we couldn't hang out without that becoming an issue. When I was a teenager, I used to think that, Male and females cannot be friends because eventually it leads to fucking. Yeah. One of the two or both is going to want to fuck. 
But I felt that way because I, I wanted to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So all my friends, you know, I would look at them and I'd be like, man, if you gave me the opportunity, I'd put this on you, you know? But the whole time I was sitting there like a wolf in, in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Because... I was still being the friend. Yeah, you but I was still ready. were genuinely friends, yeah. but you would have done it. The and moment she opened how, the door. That's how I felt about a lot of my male friends. But that was me as a teenager. Like, as I got older, that kind of waned down. You know, I was... have to say, if I'm being really honest, mm -hmm. when I did have kind of close male friends, part of me still did it for the attention. Not attention, mm -hmm. but knowing that someone wants to, or would fuck you, mm-hmm or finds you attractive, even when you're not, like, going to, is an ego boost. And I think that I kept guys in my life probably as friends that, you know, because they made me feel good. And maybe that's why he's doing all what he's doing. He wants to seem more attractive in her eyes so that that gives him that ego boost. If, yeah. if, if she compliments him on his dick or, you know... To me, she... it sounds like he'd be down if she were down. Yeah. So, are you down? Are you, are you DTF? DTFA. Down to fuck what? Apples. Okay. Put apples in your vagina and shoot them out. You're so weird. You should let me talk because I, I'll take it there. So this is from Ashley. Um, she recently deactivated. She re yeah, recently. I love she you. She recently deactivated. So I'll start from the beginning. Words cannot begin to express how proud I am of the both of you. Megan and Kervin, you've put yourselves out there for the world to listen to, and I thank you for welcoming us in with open arms. You've both got such an easy, flowing dynamic that it is a true joy to listen to. I know life happens, and that may cause this podcast to not always be a priority, but you've definitely got many listeners who are encouraging you for more and more. I love you both dearly, and I'm so thankful for the both of you. XOXO. We love you. Thank you. We love you, and we love anybody who feels that way. Hell yeah. Why, <laughs> why wouldn't we? It's so awesome. Question for the next podcast or whenever. In your most recent podcast, you guys tackled some heavy topics, race, government, etc. Let's imagine that you both had a baby Megan or baby Curvin soon. <laughs> wow. As a parent with one being in the medical profession, how do you feel about vaccines? Would you vaccinate? Why or why not? You know I like to stir the pot too, so yes, brain dump it all over this question. Love you always, butt grabs and kisses. <laughs> I have strong feelings on this. I have no feelings about it. I could care less. What? Yeah. You sound like you just found out I was gay. Are you? Well... <laughs> Mac and cheese dick does look pretty delicious. <laughs> You're crazy. Um, I absolutely 100% believe in vaccinating. Mm -hmm. um, it stirs something in me that just makes me like want to shake people by the shoulders. Okay. But also be like, come on, guys. Just use... Common sense? Yeah. Now, that is not to say that I think everything should be vaccinated and everything should be done at the same time and everything blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I don't care if this causes ripples. No, why should you? No, I'm about to make a statement. Do it. I love you when you do that. Vaccines do not cause autism. Okay. They don't. Okay. I know there are plenty of people who disagree with that statement and plenty of people who have anecdotal evidence that would refute that. See, and I, I don't want to get into the intricacies of that. I don't know enough about this topic to have an opinion. Okay. That's why I say I don't really care. But the, I will say this, though. Yeah. 
I find it amazing how we humans, no matter what the topic is, we'll find a way to make it controversial. Yeah. You know, we'll pick sides and then we'll fucking claw each other's eyes out yeah. based on where we stand. Yeah. And it's like, we're I don't want to claw. I don't want to claw anyone's eyes out who believes the opposite of what I believe in. It's hard to have a discussion with it because people's tensions run so high. And um, I look at it as from a more global perspective. You know, we have to protect our youth and our population. And when you don't vaccinate your children, you open them and other children up for diseases that could have been eradicated, have been mostly eradicated. Like the measles, that outbreak that happened? Whooping cough, polio, like all of this stuff. No, it's true. While it is your choice to, to believe in whatever you believe in, I absolutely 100% would vaccinate our child. I would probably not do it necessarily in the schedule that the doctors Recommend. say because I do believe that giving a small little infant 10 shots at once is not appropriate. That can't be. It can't be good for your system. You know, I don't care how safe they say it is. Yeah. And that's how I'm sure many people who don't vaccinate feel about stuff. I don't care what your evidence says. I'm not going to do it. So, like, I believe in that choice as a parent of, you know, wanting to protect your kid, but you also have to protect other people. I wonder where that started, though. Vaccines cause autism or a plethora of other things. You don't know where that started? Well, it, it reminds me of, like, in fifth grade, there was the... On the news, the anchor woman said that the blue blow pops gives cancer. And I remember all of us, we used to love eating those blow pops. Yeah. You know, cherry, watermelon, they were all awesome. But somehow, everybody wanted to stay away from the blue ones because they cause cancer. And I'm like, who started that bullshit? Do you have any other, like, urban legends from the hood? I didn't grow up in the hood, baby. I'm saying, though. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most popular one was... Women, girls, if you if you felt like you were you might be pregnant, you drink a hot Malta and the baby goes away. That's awesome. <laughs> like who starts these shits? That's funny. So who started the the whole? I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. I think that what I said was probably polarizing enough. Nah. I respect and love everybody out there listening, and I don't want to ruffle feathers, but I do believe strongly in this. Awesome. That's how I feel. This episode of Joint Accounts is sponsored by... Now back to our show. I'm not sure if this person wants their name or not on here, so I'm not going to say it. They said, concerning your episode about the quote, my family is in law enforcement slash get out of jail free cards. Yeah. End quote. <laughs> that shit is for real. Yeah, it is. My mother is a cop in Texas. There's an organization called CLEAT, Combined Law Enforcement Association of Texas. Anyway, when I was a teenager, my mom put this sticker on my car Anytime I got pulled over, which wasn't often, but that's not the point. They let me go when they saw the sticker. That, that, that isn't shocking to me at all. 
You know, I heard somebody say this once, and it makes more and more sense the more, the more I live. In your own community, people they look out for each other. Yeah. Right. It was it was almost like an argument that uh, secret societies do exist, and and the argument was. In your own community, people look out. They look out for each other.、Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't people with more money, power behind them? Why wouldn't they all stick together? Yeah. You know, I don't know where I'm going with this. Except when I hear that, I think nefarious activities happening behind closed doors.、Okay. I guess that's what I wanted to say.、Mm-hmm. There it is, right there. Bam. This question comes from Sea of Silver Linings. Whoa. Can you each talk about the most significant relationship you had before each other? Did you ever think you'd found the one before you actually did? What was that like, and when was the moment you realized you found what you were looking for in each other? That's so hard. That's a hard, but it's a great question. I'd have to say my most significant relationship before you、mm-hmm. were all of them. No, no, because I don't be. I'm not laughing at you. Okay, because they failed in such an awesome way.、Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They failed because of me. I, I can admit that.、Um, all of my exes are married with kids, and none of mine failed because of me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they they failed because of me because I didn't want to take it any further. I became increasingly more aware that I was the problem. Interesting. So in a way, I, I kind of like quarantined myself、mm-hmm. for years. I remember I said that I went on a lot of first dates. Yeah. Because that's as far as I wanted to take it. I didn't want to get any closer. If there was、uh, any any clues that I picked up on that this would go any, I mean, of course it would. I mean, that's why we're going on dates because、right. we want to go. You know. <laughs> But I was looking. I was looking for fuck buddies. I wasn't looking for relationships. Oh, she wants a relationship. Got to get. Got to pull the ripcord. Now, which relationship? This is a slightly different question, because obviously you didn't think you had found the one、mm-hmm. with any of them. Which relationship do you think shaped you or changed you most significantly? Because I have an idea in my head about that answer. For you or for me? For you, but I don't know if you feel the same way. I can't give any one of them too much credit. I feel like it was all a collective effort. I don't feel like I had an aha moment. In any specific, it was always like when I look back at all no, of them. No, of course. When you look back, no, I can't think of one. If you if you can help me out, that'd be awesome. I'd love to hear what you got to say. I think that maybe by using the word relationship, it it doesn't cover it in the right way. But but the girl who stopped talking to you. Oh. What's her name? I always forget. I don't want to say it. I remember her face. Anyway, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I think that shaped you. Most significantly, because I think that she was the reason you were as closed off emotionally as you were when I met you. Yeah, she fucked me up. Yeah, she fucked、That's、me up twice.、I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> that, that I feel like that relationship shaped you or changed you、uh-huh. in a way that affected your life. Oh, so I, I misunderstood the question then. Well, I I changed the question. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, she fucked me up. She fucked、yeah. me up. In my late teens, and then she fucked me up in my mid twenties. Yeah, she was just whenever she'd come back and tell me she'd leave, she'd disappear without fucking warning, and then she'd come back and fuck me up some、yeah. more. Oh, yeah. I hate to say that I still think about her every once in a while. I know we've talked about this, and and we've both talked about 
how um and that's what I love about one of the things that many things I love about our relationship is that we can talk about this stuff without feeling like I don't feel threatened by her even though I know that there's a part of you that still has pain from her or has not not active pain, of but, course, but still I mean, thinks about her residually, you know. And, and I mean, you shouldn't feel threatened because people would say you only hate that which you love or or you, well, if, if it still hurts, it's because you care. It is, though. There still is a place in your heart that she occupies, but I know that I don't need to have domain over your entire heart yeah. in order for me to be the most important person in your life. But the only only thing she occupies is that longing for having questions answered if she and i were to ever interact again it would never be on a level where we're growing you know what i mean i feel like it's um yeah and i talked about that in that the confession that i did about the guy who broke my heart the worst the hot or not guy yeah shut up (laughs) you know i think that i don't think about him often maybe like once a year he'll pop into my head yeah yeah and i think that there's a part of me who wants to know was it as real as I thought it was? Mm-hmm. You know, was there a point where he really did feel as strongly as I thought he did? Or did I build it up in my head? Yeah. Because that would like to know for my ego. And then I would say, I'm not even answering her question. We're just going off on something totally different. But that's that's the beauty of the questions. They, yeah. they open up doors. You know the guy that I've told you about that I occasionally catch up on social media and see what he's doing. Yeah. And, that is the most recent one that fucked me up mm-hmm. because it was such a weird relationship and it, it wasn't even a I mean it was I don't know what to call these things that aren't he was never my boyfriend mm-hmm. was it like a one-sided relationship on your side no oh so he 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 had some input he oh yeah he contributed we had a connection and a whatever but he was engaged and then got married so <laughs> It wasn't a relationship, yeah. and I remember you told me about that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I know exactly who that guy is. Yeah, it's weird. Like, part of me, you have that like sick desire to see what they're still doing. So, oh, yeah. like, I yeah. still have them on my Facebook and stuff, yeah. and I still, I don't know. Yeah. I, once in a while, I log in on, on onto your Facebook. Yeah. And I, I, I Check go... Check your old friends and mutuals. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. And specifically her. I, I yeah. look to see what she's up to. But what it is for me, I can I can be honest with you, and it's probably unhealthy, I feel like I want to rub something in her face. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was rejection on, on a, such yeah. a grand scheme. Yep. Two times. Yeah. That um, I feel like I want to tell her, I told you so, bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a yeah. part of me that... And that's got to be unhealthy. I mean, it might be something that eventually you need to process somehow. And I, was, I don't know how to process it. I was thinking about it yesterday, if you can believe that. I, I was do. at work. I think a, about her sometimes. A song came on, and I was like, I wonder what this bitch is up to. And then I, I was like, And when he says bitch, he, he, it's coming from a place of hurt. I, he doesn't really think she's a bitch. No, she's a fucking bitch. No, she's not, baby. I don't know. She's not a bitch until I think about what went down. Yeah. And then when I replay it all, I'm like... Fuck, who does that? Yeah. But uh, I don't want to talk about her anymore. Okay. Um, getting back to the original question, I think there was a, a time where, I mean, my, my most long-term and 
quote-unquote significant relationship. I uh, I was with a guy for almost four years and lived with him, in fact, for about three years. That's 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 some grown-up yeah, shit right there. Yeah, that's some grown-up <laughs> shit. And um, there was a part of me who tried to force in my head thinking that he was the one. What do you mean? You know, because when you're with someone for that long, like, I knew I wanted to get married and all this stuff, and I was like, what are you doing if not doing that with that person? Okay. So it, I tried to mold the relationship and, and my feelings about him, but I always had doubts, and of course, because it was wrong. Mm -hmm. So I think there was at some point where I tried to convince myself he was the one, but I never really believed it deep down. And did you guys ever talk about it? Did he feel like he was the one or that you were the one? Oh, yeah. He did? Yeah, we talked like in, in broad terms about marriage, like in the future. Like the way you and I talk about having kids? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Um, what was the last part of the question? What was it like and when was the moment you realized you found what you were looking for in the other person? There's never a moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's never a moment. There's a million moments. I would say, though, that when we first... I mean, it was, like, almost immediate for me. When mm -hmm. we first talked... On the phone? On the phone, but also even before that, when we were communicating via email, I felt something deep inside. Yeah. This connection with you that is, you know, really hard to describe. I felt like I knew you on a soul level... And um, from there, that was kind of what drove my part in the relationship because I just I felt so connected to you from the beginning. It was it was weird for me because I felt us taking two steps forward, and I was constantly trying to take a step back after yeah. that. Yeah, I was scared at how fast we were moving, even though we weren't moving that fast. No, but I, I looked down the road and I was like, "Fuck." If we keep walking down this path, we're going to get to that point. And I kept trying to prolong that. Yeah. That's why it took me forever to finally call you on the phone. Oh, yeah. I remember you gave me your number and I was like, I can't use this yet. You know, I'm going to call you one day. I'm just not going to do it now. And, of course, I called you one day after hanging out with some friends and I was a little bit drunk. You know, I had a little bit of yeah. that liquid courage. And I remember that conversation. We talked for a long time and... The way we connected. It was awesome. I was like, oh shit, I'm going to call this bitch every Saturday from now on. <laughs> and then I couldn't wait till Saturdays. And it became a daily thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to call this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God I said that in my head to myself. I'm going to call this bitch. I have to say, if I had to pick a moment where I knew, it was probably that moment when I felt like I made the mistake. Mm-hmm. Because it was almost like something inside of me was telling me, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. You need to be going this way. So go that way. And I never felt like that before. Yeah. You know, in the past, it was always like, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Yeah. But usually it was, I'm not going to do it. Like, you know, like it was an instant. I ain't feeling it. I'm out of here. But um, this was, you know, this was much more than I ain't feeling it. We ain't doing it. I was feeling it. But I was afraid to do it. Yeah. And I was looking for all the reasons why I shouldn't do it. I always thought of this throughout our relationship. You are the exception. You know that, that movie um, and the book, He's Just Not That Into You? Yeah. And they talk about like the, well, my, my girlfriend, 
you know, there, there were these, like, urban legends, so to speak, about the guy who was just too afraid to commit, and then he did, and then, yeah, yeah. like, literally, it never happens, but it happened with Kervin. <laughs> and if, if anyone had known, like, like, if anyone had told me the inner workings as they were going on in our relationship, I'd be like, you're stupid. He's not into you. He's telling you he's not into you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to let this guy go. But no, but I just could tell he's scared. Yeah, yeah. That was literally what was happening. And I felt that inside, but I was like, am I being that dumb girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I being that dumb girl where he's just not into me and I'm he's giving me all the signs, but I'm saying, no, but I can tell he's just scared. He's got walls up. <laughs> And then all of a sudden he turns into this amazing, loving, Mushy, committed, teddy everything bear. I've wanted in yeah. my life, moved across the country, proposed, and married me. Like, And, and now we live in a neighborhood that I don't really like. That shit never <laughs> happens. So if a guy's telling you he's just not that into you, it's probably true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of lived my life like that. <laughs> I always thought I was the exception. I, I can change him. Not I can change them, but, you know, I feel like I, I'm a, a good reader at certain times of what people are feeling despite what they're saying. Okay. Because I think that at any given time we could be feeling a lot of different things. So you can be feeling at the same time connected but scared. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. committed to somebody else but connected to another person. Yeah. So I, I could understand those impulses in other people. Anyway, there wasn't like one one moment I knew with you because to me it moved really slowly. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, catch up with me already." <laughs> I'm over here. Woohoo! Yeah, like come on, slowpoke. I remember the. I do remember the moment you told me. It was not long after you told me you loved me for the first time that you said something like, "Now I understand what people say. I just want to shout it from the rooftops." You're like, "I just want to go outside and yell." how much I love you, my heart just filled up so much in that moment because I had been feeling that for so long. Nah. How much I loved you and wanted to tell everybody but had to keep it quiet because you weren't there yet. Mm -hmm. I loved that moment. Nah. I'll never forget how that felt when you told me that because I was like, yes, I know that feeling and I'm feeling it too and that's awesome. And I still feel that way. Me too. I mean, obviously, we're shouting through the airwaves. Yeah. How much we love each other. Exactly. <laughs> Anonymous asked us, do either of you ever fantasize about past sexual experiences, like maybe an old girlfriend or boyfriend, or a one-time thing that was some great sex but never happened again? And if so, care to give details? Yeah. That's trudging on some dangerous... These niggas want us to break they up. They want us to... But uh, to be completely honest with you... insecure. No, no. I don't think about past... If anything, I think about past sexual experience that you and I had. Yeah. I think about, you know, at my condo in New York on the rug. You yeah. Know, or, you know, I think about when we were in Pacifica. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about that time when I was high. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I don't think about... I honestly can't remember sex with anybody else. Oh, That sounds so fucking... That's so cute. It does, right? I should write that shit down. Fellas, you guys feel free to steal that and use that. <laughs> but no, it's the truth. Like I don't ever fantasize about past, but every once in a while, a thought will pop into my head. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I've had some really bad sex in my life. You told me a couple of those stories. Yeah. Every time I hear Usher, oh my God, I think about that. Yeah. The, the, we'll have to tell that on. Uh, <laughs> that's a good confession. I'm going to have to tell that uh, one. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, I'll think of this one sexual experience I had that was, that was fantastic. But You want to share? Share. They want, they want to hear. I want to hear. Do you? Yeah, why not? Because it's creepy. You know, I thought for the longest time, that guy that you were just talking about, yeah. that was engaged but mm-hmm. you guys had a relationship for the longest time in my head i thought you guys fucked so whenever yeah. i whenever i imagined it that's when i'd get insecure interesting and i remember asking you i was like so wait a minute you guys never had sex <laughs> and you were like no i was like never and suddenly i was like Whew. oh that's funny <laughs> yeah so yeah that uh nothing else can bother me that was that was the only thing that was like because i seen what he looked like <laughs> i was like damn that nigga put it down didn't he <laughs> so let's let's hear it you want to hear about a sex, a sex, a sex I had with someone? I love you. You sound Swedish and shit. I do, and so do they. Oh my god. Okay, so I was really and get in- real detailed. I don't know how detailed I want to get. Do it. Do it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he does not listen. Yeah, even if he if he does listen, he's wherever he at, stroking his ego and his dick. Okay. Well, I met this guy on a cruise ship after I broke up with that long-term boyfriend he was my rebound so to speak okay. uh we had a like a one night stand on the cruise ship and then talked afterward and he lives in a different state and so we kind of had i was like super into him but he wasn't into me I know this it was guy. a very just not that into you yeah. situation i was so into him i wanted to see him again so bad so i flew out there to see him there were two sexual experiences while I was there that were Off pretty the awesome. Yeah. The first one was when we first got to his house because I was so fucking hot for this guy. Yeah, you couldn't wait. I'd been waiting for this trip for so long. He was like, I'm here, I'm yeah, ready. I'm here. I feel like someone else was home because he had a roommate. And we just got into his living room. Yeah. And he, I had on like a strapless dress and he just pulled that shit off and we just fucked on the floor. Then I like brought my suitcase in and kind of back. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, there was another time. He was a really big guy. Um, he's a firefighter, so he could like lift me with one hand, which I, I it made me feel small. Which nice. was... <laughs> um, and he gave me my first orgasm just from sex, mm-hmm. just from penetration. Penetration, yeah. And that's that's a difficult. That's a tall. That's a tall order. Yeah, yeah. And then we broke the bed. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! How did His you guys? bed all of a sudden was like crack crack. Did you guys laugh? Did you guys? Yeah, it was hilarious. But keep in mind, guys, this is the same guy who the day I was gonna leave, we went out to lunch, and then I wanted to have sex with him before I left. So I was like taking my clothes off while we we're on the couch. And he turned me down because he was too full from lunch after having fucking too much soup. Oh, I remember that story. <laughs> I remember that. And I, like, sheepishly put my shirt back on. So don't give this guy too much props. <laughs> I remember that. I... Like, like, I don't think I was that good in bed, obviously. Why not? Well, I mean, either that or he just, he really wasn't that into me. He he really wasn't that into me. I mean, I can say that now in all honesty. I think he enjoyed having me around. I was fun to talk to. I stroked his ego 
all that good shit, but um, he had absolutely no interest in having a relationship with me. That sucks, because a lot of us go through that. Yeah, it was really painful for me to, like, really come to terms with that. It, it sucks, because on both ends, you know, we just want somebody to like us. Yeah, we just want to be loved. And, and, and some of us, like, all right, I need to be loved this much. Please don't go further than that, because yeah. I can't reciprocate. Yeah, that's how he was. You know what I mean? And it's like, on your end, you're like... I got so much more to give. Like, let's do this. And he's like, nah, I just need this much. Yeah. I just need this much. I don't yeah. need... You love me too much. Don't love me too much. Yeah. I remember he um, he texted me at one point uh, when we were living at... Like, long after we had ever had any kind of communication, he was kind of flirting with me. Mm-hmm. And I shut it so down. He, You know, he was asking me what I was doing. I'm just like, oh, just you know planning my wedding <laughs> like yeah, yeah, i just yeah. was like nope yeah. didn't get any kind of flirty back with him it felt kind of good it felt kind of good that he wanted something from me that i wasn't gonna give for one like redemption it was a little bit a little, of redemption a little vindicated and then i looked amazing in our wedding pictures online and he's my facebook friend This is from, wait, what? I don't know. I love her. I love her too. She's fucking awesome. She is awesome. And I'm so excited for her and her man. Yeah. They're going to have the most beautiful baby. I, I Can they I admit that I was jealous? <laughs> jealous of what? That, that, that she was pregnant. I'm like, oh no. I mean, I was excited too. It's weird. It's it's weird. Like, not that you wanted her, but you, you like... Part of you was let down that someone else had her? Yeah. That's cute. I've always felt like that. Like, ever since I was, like, in first grade, second grade, whenever I found out that a really pretty girl had a boyfriend, even though I didn't want to be in a relationship with her, I was like, no! Yeah. Mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I found out she was pregnant, I was like, no! I've got to say that hopefully it doesn't creep her out, but... um, her man is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hope can, that doesn't creep you out either. No, no, no. I, I she can posts that. pictures every now and again. I'm like, fuck, man. Good. My man is good. Good, good job. Good, good job. on you, sorry. Good, good on, on you. you. Good on you, both of you. <laughs> you're hot. You're both hot. Seriously. You're going to have a beautiful baby and you're cool. You seem like cool people. And your dog, look, let's switch dogs. <gasps> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so she writes. I'm so behind on the podcast that I've literally been listening to you guys for three plus hours, and I cannot imagine a better way to spend a Sunday. I love that. I love that, too. You are awesome. I love that. She says, I love you guys. Obviously, we love you, yes, too. Yes, we do. Kerman wants your baby. Nah, you can keep, <laughs> you can keep the baby. He wants you. <laughs> yes. Without the baby. And me and your husband will take the baby. <laughs> creepy it is it is all right i really admire your relationship much like the rest of tumblr in a couple weeks i'm making the transition from long distance relationship to cohabitation i didn't know they were long distance yeah why didn't i know that i mean i'm sure i did at some point Mm -hmm. remember that's adorable it's like when you found out that minky was a was a female dog and not a a male dog. yeah like i always knew but that at some point it switched in my head inquiring minds need to know what did you do to make your move successful? What surprised you? Can you each describe the best part? 
The last question is mostly just because I love hearing you guys talk about each other like the creepy fan of the Twitter love that I am. I love her. I love her too. Okay, so let's go question by question because I forget things as soon as I read them. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, What did you do to make your move successful? It was a pretty seamless transition for us, I've got to say. Um, I'm confused though. I don't know if she means like, how did I pack my stuff? Did I have it shipped? You know, did I, did I? What did you do to make your move successful? She's not asking that, right? She's not That's asking. That's what she says. But I mean, is she talking about in terms of love or in terms of life? I mean, then she says, what surprised you? Can you describe the best part? So it sounds like in terms of our relationship. Okay. But maybe, maybe the logistics of it to begin with. Wait, is she moving or is he? You just put me on the spot and now she knows we don't read her posts. <laughs> Shit, I'm sorry. Um, well, you can talk from your standpoint of, of making the move successful for you. Mm-hmm logistically and like personally yeah, I, I don't know where to start like the question's so hard i mean you got rid of stuff you didn't need you found a way to ship it nicely okay yeah yeah um um you found a place that you you really liked yeah wow that's it you, i'm you, sorry you, <laughs> <laughs> i just answered it all for you yeah um what surprised you about either moving here or moving in with me nothing Nothing surprised you? No. I guess I could say I was surprised at how well we, 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 we meshed. That's what I was going to say. I was surprised how easy it was. Yeah. When we first moved in together, I was reminded of the time we would vacation together. Mm-hmm. Like when I come out here or mm-hmm. you go to New York. It was like a really long vacation in yeah. that term. Except we could no longer go to sleep really, really late. Remember those days? Yeah. We used to think about we that. We had to like have real life. Yeah. That was the only thing. But besides that... I wasn't surprised by anything except, you know, how awesome. Everything was just running smoothly. Yeah. I remember at that time um, seeing posts. It was a post by Mr. Prankster, by the way. I remember he wrote a post about couples need to argue. That's a part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not arguing. I remember reading that and thinking to myself, he's so wrong. Because you and I had not argued, you know. We still don't argue. Yeah. And our relationship is still awesome. So I kept feeling like... There's Are we doing something wrong? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kept feeling like any minute now, the other shoe's going to drop. And we're going to just explode on each other. And, yeah. So I guess that's another surprise right there. Yeah. I was like... Uh, what was the best part? Being together. Yeah. No more of that uh, Skyping. Although Skyping was fun. Skyping served its purpose, you know, because yeah. it was a way of us being able to... It was like it. a treat because we got what we needed in terms of like emotional fulfillment by talking to each other on the phone but then every once in a while we would skype and yeah. it was like i got to see you in 3d yeah, and yeah. It, it felt like i got to see you i got to see the way your mouth moved mm-hmm. i got to see the way you smiled and and now still seeing you in person yeah. and having you here it's been almost two years it'll be two years this month yeah that you moved to california holy shit time flies on the 15th mm-hmm. it's gonna be the it's been awesome. And the day I proposed, because yeah. I proposed the day I landed. Yeah. Because I'm fucking smooth like that. <laughs> I love you. But yeah, living together is awesome. The transition was great. I loved it. I have to say I hate moving every year, though. Oh, my God. We need to stop. <laughs> yeah, we need to invest in we the house. We need to stay here until we until we save up enough to buy a house, and how, then we're out of here. You? Why you say how dare I? That was the plan. We were going to find some place to live and, and, and save money so we can buy a house. Isn't that what I just said? Yeah, but we can't save money here. Sure we can. Mm-hmm. Fart. 
Oh my god, it smells like like brewed coffee. No, that's my coffee. Your coffee smells like my fart. No, it doesn't. Alright, I've got one more question, I think. Hit me with it. Oh, we just got another one too. Good. Mac and Cheese just sent us one that says, I sent you an ask the other day, but I don't remember what it was and it was probably dumb, so don't answer it. Except the end, that was for Curvin. He can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mac and Cheese, we already answered it. Um, so Miss Alifori. I love her. Oh, she's so cute. Oh, she's the cutest. She's going to be here. Oh, we're not allowed to say that? Probably. All right, you can cut that out. Yeah. I thought they he talks about it on Oh yeah, he does. We could say she's in a relationship, right? They're in a relationship? Yeah. Okay. Alifori is in a relationship with Curvin's coworker, slash friend. Slash friend. Yeah. Who is now on Tumblr? And it's so interesting to watch an internet couple unfold. Yeah, yeah. Of people that we know, yeah. like, in real life. I mean, for the most part, a lot of the people that we follow, we know them. But it, it, Yeah, I but, feel... like, you work with him every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so different. Yeah. It's exciting, like, when when, he, when I get there to work and he's telling me about his day or, or anything cute. like that. Yeah, I get excited. I remember they do that feeling. all the stuff that we, you know, with the, watch the movies at the mm -hmm. same time together. Yeah. Little Skype dates. They're, they're, doing, they're, cute. they're doing what they need to do to cultivate that. That's awesome. Good job, guys. High five. So Alifori says, you guys are amazing. Yay! I just finally got to catch up with your awesome podcast. So here are some questions for you. One, Megan, you mentioned that if it hadn't been for Curvin, you'd probably be dating slash in a relationship with a lady. Care to share about your particular taste in women? <laughs> Has it changed? Great fucking question. Yeah. Has it changed over the years? Is it Curvin compatible? Haha, ha, JK. We all know Curvin likes all types of sexy women. Seriously, I don't have a type. That's a great question. That's a hard question, too, for me. Of course. Because um, I have a pretty extensive taste in women. Do tell. Do tell. I would say my type, quote unquote. Can you name some Tumblr followers so we can get visuals? That's kind of creepy for them. <laughs> I, I mean, I can. Just crash here tonight. And I and she's your friend in real life, so I hope that that doesn't freak her out. Hopefully not. I would I would definitely be in a relationship with her. Yeah, she's I awesome. I think she's so sexy. Yeah. I think that she's so smart. Yeah. She's fun. There's so much about her that she's it's like attractive. the whole package. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shees just I love the way she wears her hair. Yes. I've been telling that for years. Like I love Latina and black women who wear their hair natural. Uh, it's, it's, it just looks so fucking that's good. One of my, that's one of uh, Your oomph my factor. oomph factors. Yeah. I, I tend to like um, curvy women, mm -hmm. usually, like I said, Latina or black or mixed women. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones I'm initially most attracted to. Yeah. So am I. Um, yeah, so our, our tastes are compatible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say I, I would probably find myself in a relationship with a very feminine, curvy, sensual, sexy woman. Smart. Put that S in of there. Of course. I mean, yeah. But I, I was just talking about, like, physically. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, physically, I could see, you know, that type of woman. On the other hand, there are times when I am attracted to very, um... 
I don't, you know, masculine looking women. Mm -hmm. Women who are more the, the stud type. Okay. Who, uh, you know, got nice uh, muscles on their arms, tattooed. Um, again, it, almost always uh, black or mixed women. Mm -hmm. um, I'm most attracted to. I'm trying to think of like celebrity crushes. The only uh, one that doesn't fit that mold, who I just find endlessly sexy, is um, what the fuck's her name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad with names, guys. What movie was the she in? The girl from Gossip Girl. Isn't it? Meet like... Meester. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh yes. Yeah, you feeling her? her? Yeah. Carrie Washington, Cece from New Girl. New Girl. What's New Girl? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to know that. Obviously. <laughs> Um, she's the one, uh, H Hannah Simone is her name. I don't know who the hell it is. Let me Google it for you so you can see her beautifulness. Okay. Let me, let me Google Hannah Simone for you. Hannah Simone. That sounds like a fake name. Says the guy named Kervin. Um, oh. most of the cast of The L Word. Yeah? Who else is on the list? Who's who's on my bangable list? Sometimes you you oomph for uh, Claire Underwood from uh, House of Cards. No, I wouldn't fuck her. Okay. She I like I like how she looks sometimes, but uh, too thin for me. Yeah, I love you. I love you judging women on their looks. I don't mean. <laughs> I think she's gorgeous. Of course, I'm just fucking with you, yeah, baby. No, I, I just fucking with you. I'm to I totally think she's gorgeous. You just reminded me of a friend that used to always every time he used to see a girl, he'd be like. Nah, yo, if she was like five pounds lighter, she'd be, oh, she'd be, yeah. Yeah. That's all he ever said. I'm usually the opposite. I'm like, give her 15 more pounds, she would look amazing. I'll never forget, there was this one girl I saw, I was about 16 or 17, walking down the street with my cousin, we get into the Chinese store, and some girl's coming off the train, coming down the stairs, and she looked like she just got fat. <laughs> you know, this sounds horrible, but... She looked like she just got fat that day. Like that day, she had the breakfast that put her over the edge. Oh my god! She was fucking beautiful. She was sexy. She was pretty as fuck. Her face was amazing, and I was just like in awe. I was like, "Who is she?" And I just watched her as she walked. She was across the street, and I wish I could bump into her. If you're listening to this, <laughs> you have no idea that I was looking at you. You have so no idea who you are. <laughs> yeah. But what yeah. train was it? What day? It was you the know, three you know train. The yeah, see? See? it was the three train. The new lots exit. I was at the. I was at the Chinese store right there, ordering my shit. In 1996. She was thick. She was. She just got fat. When they did that first uh, Blackout Friday. Yeah. On Tumblr. Yeah. Ninety percent of those women are my type. I I had every time I would see one, I had to go to their page yeah. and click on their me tags. And just be like, oh, all right. That was the most beauty I've ever seen on my dash ever. I was, that was the first time I was like not annoyed by like a meme or whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. What to call it. Yeah. By like, by like a Tumblr, like this is happening today. Yeah. I was just scrolling through the beauty and just like, oh, all of these people are so fucking beautiful. Yeah. Men and women alike. Somebody posted the other day, uh, uh, black men with beer posts. With beards? Yeah, yeah, I speak funny. I thought you said beer. I did, I did. But no, yeah, black men with beards. And it was just like, just a collection of these pictures of black men with beards. I love black men. I was feeling like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I was feeling like that. I was yeah. sitting there like they're sexy. These motherfuckers look majestic. They look yeah. king like. I was like, I need to do some push ups because these motherfuckers, I can't have them being just the, the only ones being sexy. What You're the fuck? very sexy. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Yeah. It made me want to grow up my beard and, and do some push ups, but you know. I'm not going to do you're, all that. You're my thick Latin equivalent. Of, you know what I'm saying? You know? You're my thick Latin man. You know what I'm saying? You, you feel me? I'm saying? I do feel <laughs> All right. And then the second part is for you. For me? Question. Okay, for me. Kerbin, what are some of your favorite conspiracy theories, both credible and ridiculous? And she put a little alien emoji. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day because I saw her post something about, like, bones found on Mars. Yeah. I want to look at that. I want to read that post. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't read it. I, I, I scrolled really quickly. but it, We it, talk about conspiracy theories a lot constantly. outside of this podcast. And I don't, I don't really want to call them conspiracy theories. I don't think that that's a good... I don't think that's a good word for it. No. Nah. Uh, the first conspiracy that comes to mind is the quote-unquote assassination of important figures in American history or, or just in world history. You know, I think I think it's amazing how shitty people live forever, but people that are really trying to make a change in this world are killed off. Yep. When I think about it, you know, when when you know, I'll see like a, a Malcolm X gif where he's saying something powerful. Or it'll be JFK saying something. They were just killed and life kept going. And enough time went by that we don't question it. I mean, people still question, you know, the JFK shit. And at this point, the way I feel about it, it doesn't even matter who did it. Everybody wants to blame the mafia, the government, you know, was the motherfucker alone, hitman, you know, was it was it the Russians? Was it this, that, the third? I feel like it doesn't even matter who did it. The fact that it was able to happen is the scary part. Yeah. It doesn't matter who planned it. The fact that they were able to kill the president, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, another conspiracy theory that I... I'll, I'll tell you about the ones that I don't care about. I don't care about Sasquatch. I don't care about, you know, Bigfoot. You said Sasquatch. For the longest time, I've always thought we never went to the moon. It was bullshit. You know, Stanley Kubrick directed yeah. the fucking landing on the moon. But I saw some shit the other day that I was like... Maybe that's what they want us to think. They put a conspiracy theory out there to make us think that when really the truth is we've been there all along. He has levels, conspiracy theory upon conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, because it's always like it's not enough that they make us believe this. Right. I feel like, and when I say they, I'm talking about people in control because whether you believe it or not, every aspect of our lives is us being controlled. That's your biggest, most prevalent conspiracy theory yet. Yeah, I feel like everything that we're doing, I feel, that's why I want to watch that movie, They Live Again. They Live. Yeah. Not They Live Again, but I want to watch it again, the movie They Live. I just feel like we're being controlled from the things that we listen to, the movies that we watch, the TV shows that we watch, the commercials, the ads on fucking Tumblr, everywhere, you know, just in short. What about the Illuminati? I spent a long, a long time, you know, trying to figure out the secret handshakes and the symbolisms and, you know, why does Lady Gaga do this? And why all of a sudden Jay-Z wants everybody dressed in all black? And, oh, we're all throwing up our diamonds, you know, all that shit. I, I no longer care about it because I feel like I'm not going to get to the end of the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel, I feel comfort knowing in my heart that, yes, it does exist. I'm not crazy. 
And I'll leave it at that. I, you know, I can't control it. They're controlling us, and we don't even know. And that's it. Illuminati's out there. But not in the, in the way that, you know, when you think Illuminati, this cartoon idea of, like, yeah. somebody behind the scenes controlling. I think of it more realistic, more nefarious, more, you know. It's probably worse than anyone can imagine. Yeah, yeah. And it probably doesn't include a lot of the shit that's out there on the internet. Yeah. Where I think that people get so sucked into these things that, you know, these message boards come up and all of these accounts come up and I don't think a lot of them are credible, but I, it doesn't mean that there isn't shit like that happening. Eyes wide shut style. There's so many conspiracy theories out there. I think the fact that they exist is enough to prove that um, something weird's going on, at least. It's like when you think your man might be cheating, and <laughs> if you have that feeling like strong enough, there's some there's some validity to it. Yeah. Or because you have that feeling, you'll find clues where they aren't. Why are you trying to defend cheaters? I'm not defending cheaters. I'm defending conspiracy theorists or people that don't believe in conspiracy theories. Thank you. Who you know downplay those people who are like. Oh, you think you think nine eleven was an inside job, you know? When there's so many, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. That's an episode all in itself. It's it's so hard for me to talk about it because there isn't any proof, so to speak, about for for any of the theories. That's why they're theories mm -hmm. because they're not facts. They're not they're not proof. I don't know. I I always live by my gut feeling. Mm -hmm. What my soul is telling me when I put all these pieces together is that. There's definitely something going on that we don't know about. Oh yeah. That's that's just that's just the umbrella that I put everything under. That's why I don't trust everything. That's why I don't want to get vaccinated. I'm joking, <laughs> baby. <laughs>
We love you. Bye. That will conclude this evening's entertainment.